close to this very day. Homeboys through the summer, winter, spring, and fall. And then the summer wish you never knew at all. But this list goes on again and again. But these are the people that we call friends. Friends. Boom, 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 boom. So that's, you've heard me do that before, right? <laughs> <laughs> Our goal on this podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of his spirit do better. So together we can be a little better. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is for you. We are so glad you are here joining us for a little better podcast. And I'm so glad that Jeremy Laskowski is joining us here. Uh, it's not the first time you've been on the podcast, or is it? And it's certainly the first time you've done it in this studio. But anyway, you mm-hmm. brought the message on Sunday. Loved it. Uh, I'm loving the summer. I'm loving seeing so many different voices, you know, uh, just because there are so many people here who are worth hearing from. You're one of them. And as we always, and as we always kick it off, we just love to hear you recap your sermon in 60 seconds. 60 second recap. Yeah. First, thanks, Brad. Thanks for, for having me. And this is episode 93, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. We are counting to a hundred. Counting to a hundred. We'll keep going past 100, but we're... (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal, right? They let you stay on that long. So, sermon in 60 seconds. Um, Basically, what you handed it off to me from the week beforehand, you talked specifically about things that the Colossian church was dealing with in... in their, their world, um, mm-hmm. a lot of things going on on the outside of the church body that Paul was warning believers about. Um, this week in, in these passages, Paul was um, kind of shifting his focus inwardly mm-hmm. towards things that uh, really were impacting the Colossian church, mm-hmm. uh, things that uh, originated from the Old Testament law um, that people were still viewing as uh, as necessary as vital for their Christian faith, mm-hmm. uh, rather than accepting the gift of Jesus that, mm-hmm. that, um, had been offered to them. So, um, it basically served this past week served as a great reminder to me. And hopefully, um, those that were able to hear it just of the fullness and the freedom that we have today, uh, and every day that's offered to us through the work of Jesus and mm-hmm. not our own. Yeah. I love there was we're gonna we're gonna unpack it so many great you know applications ways uh, to think about that. But before we go before we do, like I said, great to have you here on the podcast. I don't know how many people know you. Would love mm-hmm. to hear about you know your family, your ministry. Let's get to know uh, Jeremy a little bit. Yeah. So uh, my wife, my wonderful wife Chelsea, and I we've been in Rochester now almost seven years. Uh, really? Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, we originally moved from North Carolina, um, moved up here when we were around two years married. Um, we'll celebrate our eight years of being married in October this year, so mm. uh, just wild, that whole journey of uh, transitioning as a as a newly married couple. And uh, tell us about your family. Yeah, we've got um, all of my brothers. I have three younger brothers. They all live here. Uh-huh. They all live here, and so... Uh, it's just been a gift each each year. I'm I'm wondering what family member who who it's going to be. Yeah, who's going to draw the card to yeah yeah to move a up lot of Laskowski's around here, and, and they're all a value add for mm-hmm. sure. But when I was asking about your family, I was thinking about the youngest guy mm-hmm. in your family. Tell us about uh, oh yeah that. yeah. So Jay he uh, came to our family through uh, foster care in January of this year. So mm-hmm. um, he's just been 
just so awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's full of energy. He just turned three a couple days ago. Um, but he's he's just been such a gift to, to Chelsea and I. Yeah, I think I just recently started following Chelsea on Instagram. Such wonderful pictures, so much <laughs> joy. I saw the birthday party, you know, just 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 really cool. Yeah. Well, tell us about your ministry. You're at the mm-hmm. Webster campus, correct? That's right. Yeah. So I get the privilege of being with kids and students on Sundays and Wednesdays and uh, just get to do life, get to do ministry with some wonderful volunteers. Uh, one of the things that I love most about our Northridge family is the people that we have that just care so deeply about the mm-hmm. next generation. Um, and so it, it just, it gets me fired up just uh, to get to come to, to church on Sunday, to get to uh, be with students and, and people that really care about the work Jesus is doing in their lives on Wednesdays mm-hmm. um, and through the week is just a, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get back to your message. Um, I do feel like you said it's kind of a, well, there's, it's, we could look at it as a two-part message, look at it as a 10-part message. We have a 10-week series going through here, Colossians. But like you said last week, you know, I was saying they really are out to get you, you know, the peop- you know those forces mm-hmm. coming outside, but you're turning the corner to what threatens what Christ wants for us uh, from the inside. Um, you talked about freedom and this interfering with, I think, the freedom we are supposed to experience. Could you... Comments a little bit more on that. I thought that was yeah. really helpful. Yeah. No, I mean, as I was preparing for this uh, for this message, the theme of freedom, uh, the subtext actually for that passage is freedom from human rules. Mm. Um, and just unpacking that idea of freedom, what that means for us. I talked a little bit about that on Sunday, but just mm-hmm. uh, so often when we hear that word, we think of freedom to do something. Mm-hmm. We think of freedom to... Uh, go eat at whatever restaurant that we like. And certainly Mm -hmm. living in America, we're blessed with freedoms Mm -hmm. that people don't have. Um, Mm -hmm. And so uh, for us, in a sense, just because of our cultural context, the time in which we live today, there's a lot of freedoms to do different things that Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we just take for granted. Right. Um, And so it can be easy to kind of look at this scripture through that lens of freedom, Mm -hmm. but biblical freedom Mm-hmm. is entirely different. We're free to do certain things mm-hmm. through uh, through what Scripture says, but the greatest freedom that, that all of us are offered is freedom from our sinful nature, right. freedom from the bondage of, mm-hmm. of sin that mm-hmm. we don't have a, a solution for. Like yeah. on our own, right, right. we're hopeless. And so just that, that idea of freedom is one that I um, mm-hmm. have enjoyed unpacking and, and, and learning more about through yeah. the whole process. Yeah, yeah, even... Even any of our attempts, our attempts not to sin apart from Christ are sinful, Mm -hmm. meaning that um, we're just, we're trying to justify ourselves. We're trying to do good. We're trying to be, you know, know, good enough. And just to have that freedom from, no, Christ is already taking care of it for you. Mm -hmm. And therefore now we have freedom, you know, from you know, you know, you know, saying we get to do things that are actually genuinely good and pleasing to God. I yeah. just love that, love that theme of, of freedom. Um, and feel free to redirect this conversation because I really want to talk about what's most on your heart. But sure. there are so many things that I was responding to and thinking about as you were talking. I think the text leads off talking about judging, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And so, and I think we talk, talked about a, a number of ways we should not judge. Mm-hmm. But are there right ways to judge? I mean, how should we understand this? I mean, it, it certainly doesn't mean, well, tell us what it does mean or what, what, what occurs to you as far as 
what is the right understanding of judging? There's wrong, right? Right. Is there right judging? Well, yeah, that's a good question. And I think where I'd like to start is just by, um, in verse 16, where, where Paul says, do not let anyone judge you. And then he goes on to kind of unpack specific mm-hmm. parameters, specific uh, things not to judge people mm-hmm. based on. Um, he then goes on and through the text, uh, through my time just getting to spend in, in that uh, select few verses, what I grew to see is that Paul is, is, is getting after this root issue behind the judgment. Mm-hmm. That this judgment is not rooted in, in love for mm-hmm. someone. This judgment is coming from a place of pride, whether it's judgment of ourselves on Mm -hmm. the lack of performance, on Mm -hmm. the, uh, our mistakes. It's rooted in this sense of pride that, Mm -hmm. no, I'm good. I'm somehow good enough. I can fix it. I can get myself out of this mess. Right. It feels very horizontal. It feels very bell curve. It feels all of those things, which is a total antithesis to know it's this vertical relationship, you know, you know, you know, with our savior and the things that are being judged are again, performative, you know, Mm -hmm. there's these rules that don't even really have a usefulness anymore. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, practice. So Paul's criticizing like a number of things that, you know, we shouldn't be judged on or they don't matter or they're obsolete. You know, I, I know you probably yeah. in your research got to find out a little bit more about what are, what are new moon festivals? What are, what are some of these other things? But there's mm-hmm. these things that Paul is criticizing. Please don't measure your life in Christ by that. But yeah. are there, so I guess I have two parts of the question, mm-hmm. which is one is tell us, tell us a little bit about, you know, what, 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 you, what you found there, if at all, um, about that, but then also, what what should we be doing? What are you know? We don't want to be bound by rules or rigid formulas, right. but are there best practices? I think that's a good question. Um, and my first thought is just, why not look at the life of Jesus? Hmm. And so we're we're given that picture in the Gospels of what what Jesus's life mm-hmm. looked like. Mm-hmm. And so I think. Um, you see there's there's avenues in which Jesus recognizes the law. Mm-hmm. He he says uh give unto, unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Right. And so there is this there is this weird mm-hmm. um sort of uh, I don't know what you'd yeah. what you'd call it, but yeah, he's it's, definitely got a different metric or wisdom, you know, you know, you know towards it. And there are things that um I think like of the Sabbath, you mm-hmm. know, he said, you know, Jesus says, you know, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. You've taken something here. It was supposed to be a good thing because it was right. supposed to teach you point to Christ. It was supposed mm-hmm. to teach you something, but you've twisted it into something it, it, it shouldn't be right. at all. Right. Because there's certain, certainly good that can come from practicing mm-hmm. Sabbath, right. you know, like practicing a day mm-hmm. of, of rest. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that they... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They mark a day of Sabbath. They completely mm-hmm. unplug, and mm-hmm. um, that's their that's their day of rest. And plenty of good can come from that. Right. The issue, though, Brad, I think, as Paul mm-hmm. says, is when we start to view those things. If if we start to practice Sabbath as if it is the end all be all yeah, in terms that's the of goal. right spiritual mm-hmm. growth mm-hmm. in yeah. health. Yeah. So I think you we're we've been 
contrasting, you've been contrasting rules and relationship, mm-hmm. right? It's just like there's these rules that we obsess about, but really what we're trying to get for, and the way you landed, you came towards the end, was asking us that question, are you disconnected from Christ? Because that seems to be the real problem. It's mm-hmm. like somehow these things are getting... We're going in the wrong direction. They're they're preventing us from connecting to Christ. From you know you, you know the rest. So are you disconnected from Christ? So what what would you? I mean, what would have you? <laughs> we can advise each other. I think sure. we're trying to figure it out. You know ourselves <laughs> in terms of yes. Well, then what what should we be experiencing? Is there any role for rules? And how do we really make? Um, you know, that relationship. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And I like in your previous question about best practices, Mm -hmm. because we do recognize there are certain practices that within the Christian faith are attributed to Mm -hmm. spiritual growth. Like they, they help in our walk with Mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, the one thing that I'll say pertaining to that is that, um, there, and you see this reflected in the life of Jesus where he, always makes time to come back to his father. Mm-hmm. He always takes time away to isolate from mm-hmm. the crowd, to step back from his friends even, yeah. and, and be with his father. And so I think that I came away from this talk with this ever-present uh, truth in my heart that there is nothing that is um, an adequate substitute for time with you and God. Yeah. There's nothing that's an adequate practice rule that's going to fill that void of the time that you need to mm-hmm. be with Jesus. Yeah, and I think we we can learn lessons from earthly realities yeah. like um like a father and a son, you know, that's going to teach us a little bit about, you know, us and God, how we relate to others. We both have, you know, wives we love and we what are the ways to you know, enjoy them, appreciate them, mm-hmm. you know, revere them, elevate, you know, just how do you grow that relationship? And I think when you look at some of these things, because, you know, Paul, scriptures, they all use the examples, you know, soldiers, farmers, all these things. So there's way, there's lessons, you know, to be totally. learned. And I think in the relationship, like if my, if my relationship with Karen was totally governed by rules or mm-hmm. a cookbook or a checklist, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you could just see that drain the life, you mm-hmm. know, out of that relationship. But as you said, you know, just that, you know, that, that, you know, that time and focus with, and I love what you said about the father, because it reminded me, I remember years ago, um, you know, witnessing, you know, to a guy and we did, we went through the gospel of John together and mm-hmm. I just had him read it. He yeah. read it, took him two nights and I said, what do you think? And he said, I think Jesus really wants us to know the Father. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was the most brilliant wow. summary of the Gospel of John. And he just like leapfrogged over so many mistakes we've all made. Yes. Right? It's the whole goal is, goal is Jesus is passionate. You need to know the Father. You know? So I think you know, relationally, there are things, there's best practices in relationships, totally. you know, in our marriages, yeah. and just being able to make time. And as the years go by, you know, mm-hmm. that accumulates. You know, there's, there's just more and more depth uh, yeah. to be seen. And one thought I'll add to that, Brad, is at least in my journey of faith, so to give a little bit of context, I grew up as a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. grew up around church, and it wasn't until I was about 18, 19 in that, in that range where uh-huh. I started to understand that my relationship with God needed to go beyond just times I was reading scripture. Yeah, yeah. And so often we can take, again, just 
a good and necessary thing. We uh-huh. need God's word, mm-hmm. but we almost put God in this compartment of yeah. like, okay, my time with God is when I'm reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes just right. that, right. you know, it's just, it's compartmentalized. And then Jesus is never a part of our, yeah the day to day, which is what he so desperately longs to be invited into. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's powerful. Yeah. That's just so, so true. Um, listen, um, let's see. Was there other, 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 I I had some ideas, but were there Mm -hmm. other things that you were just, um, words or, you know, you know, that, you know, topics that you wanted to make sure that we were really clear about? Yeah, no, I think the most pressing one that I've felt throughout my entire time in preparation for this message was just that in my own life, I can become very self-critical. Mm. I can start to look so intently for the areas I need to improve in and mm-hmm. so focused on either a sinful uh, pattern or a situation, and I lose sight of the freedom that Jesus has offered to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing that I would want people to understand is there's a reason why I'm not taking a whole lot of time to dive into, you know, the, the festivals of the old Testament or just the, the ways that shadows can, can find themselves present in our lives because I think. Or what Bible reading plan you should follow right? or what, you know, how many minutes of prayer a day, you know, you need. Follow Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I think we can get in our own head. I know I'm I'm so guilty of that Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, I'll I'll be on a 30 minute car ride Mm -hmm. and I'll be thinking, I'll be reflecting on, man, I I wonder how this day would have looked different if I had just read my Bible this morning Mm -hmm. and and I neglect the opportunity that I have for Mm -hmm. 30 minutes in the car Mm -hmm. to just say, you know what, Mm -hmm. I'm going to. I'm going to allow God's word to be read over mm. my life while I'm on this car ride, you know, right. like, mm-hmm. um, because again, we just fall into that trap of just trying to play detective or mm-hmm. like, and there's certainly a time we see that in the Psalms where David comes mm-hmm. to God and says, God point out any wayward way within me. Right. And so there's definitely a time and place for, um, for God to, mm-hmm. through the power of the spirit, just mm-hmm. convict us of sin in our lives. Yeah. But man, if we are getting so caught up in the rules we are following or not, mm-hmm. or aren't, mm-hmm. we're missing out. Yeah, it feels like a holy passivity, you know, to me in terms of we want to do and have the action. But for David to ask that question, you know, in the Psalms, you know, mm-hmm. that means we got to slow down. Mm-hmm. It means we need to listen, you know, and it makes them take some time, you know, to hear hear what God's saying. But all of these things, yeah, and you point to to David, whose priority was to be a man after God's That's own right. heart and to grow that relationship. Well, listen, I've, um, any other, I, I love yeah. that insight. Anything else you wanted to share? No, I'll just point out too, David did not follow several rules. <laughs> <laughs> that God outlined, which okay. we can do a whole other podcast. But now, anyway, now you just complicated the whole issue. Yeah, but yes, yeah. strangely, <laughs> sinners, you know, get reconciled with That's God. Right. Isn't that weird? So, yeah. uh, but we are so grateful for it. But mm-hmm. yes, it's all about the relationship. Thanks for that reminder. Mm-hmm. Thanks for moving us further through the Book of Colossians every week. I'm just seeing a new way to so cool apply yeah. it, you know, to my life. But uh, yeah, I don't want to take a cookbook away from this. Mm-hmm. I want to take just an appreciation of love and time you know, with my Savior. So thanks for reminding us of that. Well, listen, great to have you all here this week. We're about halfway through. 
Hang in there through the rest of the book of Colossians. Colossians.